Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path, of his Guru Maharaji, and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanwala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dominique. It's Hello. nice to meet you. Me too. Um, uh, I'm really enjoying my time here. and It's just been a few hours. So <laughs> you'll, you'll get over it. So far, so good. Okay. Um, but I've been meditating for a while, and I come from more of a Buddhist uh, background. Mm-hmm. And when I meditate, I do feel a great sense of peace and spaciousness and awareness mm-hmm. within. But when I hear you talk about Maharaji, I hear you talk about this kind of incredible love and this unconditional love. And to be really, you know, honest, I I don't necessarily feel that when I meditate. And I'm wondering how you connect with that kind of... I don't feel when I meditate either. (laughs) (laughs) So what can I tell you? But go ahead, sorry. So you're wondering why. So my, my, that's kind of my question is, when you talk about this incredible love, is it just the simple presence of consciousness that you can achieve through Vipassana or, or different meditation techniques? Or is it something else? And if it is something else, how do you connect and experience with that? Good question. Really good question. Very good question. Um, well, because of my experiences my, in my life, um, when I talk about love, talk about presence and being, and uh, in my consciousness, that's Maharaji to me. And because of my experiences, that's the way I experience the love and and the devotion and the caring and all that stuff. And then from that feeds me and then it it goes out to other people as well. Other because he's include everybody's included in that. It's not just mine. You know, it's just this feeling of presence and being and that's everywhere. And that's him for me. That's who he is for me. So you have to be with your experiences. And um they say that the nature, our true nature, is sat, chit, ananda. Truth, consciousness, and disgusting bliss. Ridiculous amounts of ecstasy and happiness. That's what they say. That's who we are. So yes, the answer is, as you sit and go more deeply, you know, you shouldn't think that you're finished just because you feel a little peace. That's good. 
but you should be with that. You shouldn't push it away or hold on to it. Be with whatever arises, right? And you'll have many different experiences over, over times, lifetimes of practice. And whatever is, uh, whatever your karma dictates should come to you, will come to you in the way that it's supposed to. So right now you're not feeling, so I don't feel any peace when I meditate. So how do you get that? All I feel is his absence because I'm a crazy emotional devotee. And half the time he's everywhere, the other half the time I can't even find him. So I, what can I tell you? You know, It's better you sit and be quiet and happy than be like me. So it's a trade-off. It's a different path. You know, Ramana Maharshi, who was one of the greatest saints that ever lived, he said there's two ways to go. Either you, you go the path of jnana or wisdom, where you, you try to penetrate into your true nature through awareness and through meditative practice, or you surrender to God. That's it. They both go to the same place, but they feel very different while you're on that path. But neither one of those things can actually be achieved through your personal will. You can't surrender yourself. Love surrenders you when you melt down into it. But you can't do that because the ego will never, will never surrender. Ramana Maharshi said, asking the mind or the ego to kill the ego is like asking the thief to be the policeman. There'll be a lot of investigation, but no arrest will ever be made. So it's you, one path or the other or mix them up, whatever you want to do. The point is that it's, just, it's, it's a ripening process. The practices you do ripen you little by little. And as you ripen, you taste differently. You know, you're a little sour, and then you get a little sweeter, and then even a little sweeter, and then a little sweeter. But it's not you doing it. You know, just be with what is. Give yourself whatever practice you're doing. Give yourself to it as much as you can. As, enter into it as deeply as you can. And you have this thought, oh, I'd like to feel that. Really, that's just another thought which is preventing you from being here. So let it go. You, you keep letting go. Whatever practice you're doing, you have to keep letting go. What you will experience is a question of what karma is ripe and when. That we have no say over. So your best is to just be with whatever is. And... Um, if you feel interested in him, you know, there's some books about him that you can read and you get a very strong hit of his presence from these stories because that's all there is. He didn't spout sutras and texts. He just hung out and did all kinds of things. And now there's people that wrote books, stories about those times, you know. And you get a feel for who he is and his presence. When you're thinking about him like that, you, you feel something. It's not something you can grab onto, you know. But you can, you feel it. No, that's nice. Really, this is just uh, what what do they call that? 
uh, some Buddhist terminology, like clinging mind, you know. You got stuck in that thought, you wanted that, you know, and you think you don't have something, so you want that. Let it go. Come back. You have to do that anyway. But if you feel interested in him, you can read books about him, you can, you know, you can, you can get a sense of who he is with a feeling, not just an intellectual sense. Because you can't read about him and the things that happened around him without being touched in some way. It's just too incredible, you know. You know, even the old devotees, the Indian devotees, what they would do is, Maharaja would go into his room for the night and they would sit up all night telling stories about their experiences. That was their practice. They didn't meditate, they didn't chant, they didn't do anything. They just entered into that incredible, you know, and they just, and that's how they remembered him. It's called remembering. And that's a practice. That's the devotional practice. It's like gospel songs. And seeing, oh, wow, Jesus met the woman at the well. Wow, what happened? Those things. So it's slightly different technique, but, you know, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Okay? Can I ask a follow-up question? <laughs> sure. Just real quick, yeah. because I, I know that you all study uh, Buddhist meditation in what Mugaya. All? What all? What you You, Ramdas, and all of you went in the, I believe, the 70s to Bodhgaya and studied. Yeah, sure. Um, and so what is the connection for you between what you learned there and what Maharaji taught? It's all the same. However, so I had hurt my knee. Did I tell you this yesterday? Really ripped my knee up, stepped in a hole in Brindavan, and it was like this. So my friend helped me walk to the temple in the morning because I, I think I have to go to the hospital or something. I can't walk. So I limped all the way to the temple. And we were forbidden to come to the temple before 4 o'clock. We weren't supposed to come. This is like 8 in the morning. So I limped into the temple with my buddy, and Maharaj is sitting in the middle of the courtyard, big empty space, and just he's sitting in the middle on his tucket, on his cot, and there's one Indian guy sitting with him. And I limp up, and I figure he's gonna say, what's up with you, get out of here, you know? So I limp up, and he doesn't, he's kind of, he doesn't, look, doesn't say anything, he's just sitting there. So I sit down, and I couldn't even bend my leg, I had to put my leg straight out underneath his cot. I sat there for a few minutes, and, um, oh yeah, okay. So, after a few minutes, he got up, and he started walking to the back of the temple, and that Indian guy walked with him. He would like, he walked like a two-year-old, so, you know, somebody would always take his hand and walk with him. He's like bounced from one leg to the other like this. So, the further away he got from where I was sitting, he started leaning on this guy, right? And like leaning on him, like he couldn't walk, like he was limping, you know. And I was looking, I said, oh my God, he's taking on the karma of my knee, right? The second I thought that, he turned around and he ran back, plopped down on the tuck and looked at me and said, you thought I was in pain? You wanted to help me? Good boy, he was a good boy. <laughs> so we're sitting there later in the day and I keep thinking, <sighs> Okay, so later in the day, uh, he grabs my notebook 
And he starts going through my notebook. And this notebook had all these prayers from all these different traditions and everything, like, you know. He's going through like this. And he stops, what's this? And I look and I went, oh, it's Buddhist. I said, it's a Buddhist prayer. And I expected to get like, jow, get out of here, right? He said, translate some. So I couldn't, but the Indian guy there, he translated some of the verses. And Maharaji looks at me and says, Teek, correct, very good. What? And he kept going through the book, right? Comes across a little picture of himself. He said, who's that? I said, Baba, it's you. Nay, Buddha. Well, there you go. That's the connection. He's Buddha. <laughs> but... Um, another thing happened. I don't know if you know. Uh, have you seen this book called Sometimes Brilliant? Everybody should read that required reading. It's a really phenomenal book. Maharaji actually uh, created the situation where smallpox would be eradicated in India. And he did that through this doctor, American doctor that was with us, Dr. Larry, brilliant. And it's an incredible story, and it's, Larry finally wrote the whole story. It's phenomenal. Um, why am I telling you that? Oh, so Larry was, what they did was they went through all the villages in India and they inoculated everybody against smallpox. And then the next year, they were going back through all the villages to make sure there were no outbreaks. And they happened to be up in Sikkim, and they went to visit His Holiness, the uh, 16th Karmapa, the previous Karmapa, who was the head of one of the major sects of Tibetan Buddhism. He was a great yogi, a great, great, great saint. So they're sitting with him and talking, and the Karmapa says, oh, you know, you, I'll, the king of Sikkim is my devotee. He, he'll write a letter. You can go anywhere you have to go. So then the Karmapa asked Larry, he said, what, what practice do you do? What do you do? So we never knew what to say. People ask us that because it was just, with Maharaji, it was just ow, cow, and jow. Eat, come, eat, go. That was the whole thing. So Larry instead took out a picture of Maharaji and he showed it to the Karmapa. And the Karmapa goes, oh, said, Bodhisattva, great Bodhisattva. The teachings of all bodhisattvas are the same, even if they appear different. And then he pointed to his altar where he had these statues, and he said, you see those statues? They're the statues of the Mahasiddhas, the great yogis that started, that brought the Buddhism to Tibet, and this kind of Vajrayana Buddhism. And he said, Mahasiddha, and he pointed to the picture of Mahasiddha, Maharaji. So then, Karmapa, you know, in Buddhism, there's, you take refuge. The refuge ceremony is one of the first things when you enter onto the path, where you take refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, the teaching, the Buddha, the teachings, and the satsang, the, all the practitioners. So Karmapa asked Larry and his wife Girija if they wanted to take refuge. And they said, sure. So the next day, there was a ceremony on the roof of the temple. And just before the ceremony started, Larry got nervous, and he says to the Karmapa, he said, Your Holiness, do I have to give up my guru to take refuge? And Karmapa looked at him like he was crazy. He said, No, I'm going to offer you refuge in your guru the same way I offer refuge in the Buddha. 
I'm going to offer you refuge in your uh, path in the same way I offer refuge in the Dharma. It, it, same thing. Same thing. There's only one thing going on here, right? It looks different to different people, but why get so upset about the whole thing? Well, because we're human beings, but it's all the same. Different paths have different requirements. And depending on your karmic predicaments, you'll be attracted to one path or another. No problem. Or it doesn't matter, whatever you do. You can add a little bit of this, add a little bit of this, take out a little bit of that. You're free to be happy. So just whatever you do is good. He said, we'll see. But that's what I've been taught and shown by Maharaji that, you know, he would just go like this. I'm like, what is that? What, is he, what does he mean, Baba, when you do that? He said, he, then he goes, we said, Mama, Baba, what does it mean when you do that? And he goes, <laughs> what does that mean? He said, many names, many forms, all one. It's all one. Some people don't like to hear that because they have real estate taxes they have to pay and so they need lots of devotees to cover the taxes and to pay for the fancy cars and the nice silk saris and devotees and all that bullshit. So they don't like to hear that. That's okay. They don't have to. But there's only one thing going on. We're all part of that one being. And the reason we have compassion it's not because we, 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 uh, there's no reason. Would you, do you need compassion to be nice to your foot? It's a part of your body. You're not going to hurt it unless you, you're going to be nice to it. That's who other, there are no other beings. There's just other parts of the body of God or the body of whatever, the universe. You don't need a reason to be nice, to be compassionate. In fact, one of the things they always said in Indian English about Maharaj is he had no cause to be kind. He needed no cause to be kind. That was his nature. It's the nature of, of these great saints who are, in fact, gods on earth. God on earth. They are kind and caring because they know the truth that it's all, we're all part of that one thing. So... And for as far as this particular part of the path, Maharaji always said to us, Ram Nam Karne Se Sabbura From repeating these names, everything is accomplished. Everything is brought to fullness and completion. That's what, that's what we were qualified to do. That was our teaching. That's, you know, that was, so that's what I do. You do as you do, it's okay. But that's what he told me, and the few minutes a day I remember it, I do it. The whole thing is finding your own way. That's the path. Even if somebody tells you what to do, you have to feel it. You have to feel that it's right for you, otherwise you won't do it anyway. So it's all about finding learning how to listen to your own heart, to your own intuition about things. 
learning how to trust ourselves. That's all it is. The whole path is only about that. And when you fully trust yourself, it's a whole other ballgame. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading Kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com. K-R-I-S-H-N-A-D-A-S.com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org. K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram.